are getting closer to the weekend, Slee. I'm getting ready to uh, go have a good time this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're, 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 this is this is good. we got Laker playoff basketball. Dodgers yep. are hot. I'm going out of town for a little bit. This is Trav's all kind of a in, nice uh, little win. Trav's doing Vegas. Um, nope. So if you guys are – if uh, any of our listeners will be in Vegas this weekend, you can catch him at the Win Pool Party <laughs> Saturday at noon. No, none Wind of that is true. Pool now, Party. It, if you happen to be just kind of floating around the La Quinta area this weekend and you see some fat guy walking through a steakhouse um, tomorrow night or say around 8 o'clock, there's a pretty good chance that's me. Damn there's it, a pretty Trav. good chance that set that's it actually my deal. I set it up. We went from win pool party to La Quinta. Yeah, we're all, look, I'm going to be the youngest person there by about 64 years, and I'm going to be sunburned. I'm going to be just kind of in the perfect space mentally. I'll finish up a, a round of golf or two and uh, looking to get that martini started, a little red wine, a little steak. It's going to be great. Can I tell uh, our listeners, if you missed the first hour of the show, Travis and Sliwa show on the ESPN app or on iTunes. So we got our own channel there. So any show now that we're doing it Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., go back, you catch anything, uh, anything that you missed. Absolutely. And ESPN Radio is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. We do ask Slee three days a week. We do it at 945, but this is too good to save for the weekend. I need to slide in one more. Get it in there. Get it in there. This is from our our pal, loyal listener, John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. Uh, Hashtag ask Slee, what's your hangover remedy? Quickly, huge, kind of need for personal reasons right now. Thanks. Do you have a go-to hangover remedy? Yeah, it's uh, be miserable, make myself feel guilty, and tell myself what an idiot I am for having that many drinks. Oh, so your cure is self-loathing? Yeah, yeah, I just kind of go after myself. I do that for a good good 12 hours. All that leads to is, you know what would make me feel better right now? Another drink. You know, you gotta have something. If you're right, you gotta have something like oily, right? Like get yeah, some greasy. food, some bread, some grease. You know, all that. Back in the days, a burrito was uh, was always the kind of the 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 uh, of choice, yeah. I guess you can say. Maybe throwing a little Gatorade, something along those, along there, those there, lines. For me, it's pretty easy. It is as big of a cheeseburger as I can hold. Yeah, as many fries as will fit on the plate, and an endless bottomless Coca Cola. I, I need all of those things in that order, and that's the one thing that kind of helps a little bit. The sugar, the fat, the salt, the grease, all of it together. By the way, I, I'm not kidding. Do you ever have those? It's the same thing. You know, I say it's like Thanksgiving every time I come home after a Lakers game. I just eat uh-huh. everything. I just, I'll just i spend the first six hours of the morning just saying, you're an idiot. No, no, you're an idiot. You do realize that. You just look in the mirror and just keep calling yourself an idiot. The people are still complaining, too, that you are hijacking Ask Slee by telling uh, tangential stories that you, that, that you need to just quicker and more Ask Slees. The gambling story was a good story. It was pretty good. That was a good one. I had, I, everything, I had everything riding on the Tigers-Yankees <laughs> in 2002 because my idiot cousin said, I watch SportsCenter and I know a lot about sports. I should be betting. How much deeper down that rabbit hole would you have gone had the Tigers gotten hit and won that game? Would I was you all doubled in. down again? Next step was uh, I was going to get my mom and my dad into a room and just say, hey, guys, listen, we have a lot of equity on the house right now. <laughs> I'm thinking we open up a light of credit and let me just invest. Let me invest. Royals and the Reds are playing tomorrow. <laughs> I love Tom Browning in this matchup. He absolutely – he's due. He's got a 1.34 ERA against the Royals, and the, yeah, that probably Sterling Hitchcock is uh, <laughs> coming up deep. on the mound. That is a deep pull right there. I think Albert Pujols played against all those guys. As a matter of fact, I think right he was in that. the league at that point. Uh, I, I want you to listen to something. I want you to listen to Dave Roberts, who was talking about Albert hit a home run last night, 
a home run to right field, two-run home run. Uh, Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 3-2. to two. Dodgers are really hot right now. They're playing really well. But I want you to hear Dave talking about what Albert Pujols has brought to this team in the last half a week or so. I think there's uh, the outward uh, energy that I think that everyone can see, but there's also um, the preparation in the cage and in the dugout and really preparing the right way and the focus that I know that our young guys see and there's just a lot of preparedness with Albert. But certainly the energy that he brings, and, and I think that he just raises a level for everyone. Okay. Are we, I, back to I, the, are we back to the everyone smiling again? Yeah. The overly excited I everyone. Mean, it's the first like, day uh, before Thanksgiving. Before You, know, you just kind of saw your family for the first day? Let me, let me, let me put it in these terms. Mm-hmm. Had the San Diego Padres added – Albert Pujols, Mm -hmm. and he'd hit a home run. And Jace Tingler had just said about Albert Pujols what Dave Roberts did. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, there's something to that. That the Padres are an inexperienced team Mm. in the postseason. That the Padres don't have a bunch of guys that have been through this over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to prepare for these games. If you say, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Adding a guy like Albert who's been around the block 100 times would absolutely matter. He's going to add something. They're going to learn from him. right? Mm -hmm. His mere presence brings Mm -hmm. something to the team. That would make sense to me. Come on, man. The Dodgers, really, they're learning how to do these things from Albert. Stop. Come on, man. Dodgers got 14 Cy Young Award winners and nine MVPs already on the roster. Mookie Betts is an MVP and a two-time World Series Mm -hmm. champion and plays his guts out every night. And they're coming off a World Series. They're the defending world champion. You've got another MVP that takes the mound every fifth day. You've got another MVP who is going to come back any minute now in Cody Bellinger, who's been one of the best players in baseball from the moment he showed up. Justin Turner has been around the block as many times as anybody. David Price. All of these guys. This this strikes me as everybody trying to make Albert feel good about being Albert. No question. But, but Trev – I don't fault him for it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't fault you. By the way, listen, so you're a hundred. You're a hundred percent right. Like everything that you said is right. But I also see, you know, Dave Roberts is given a little extra massage that probably doesn't need to be, you know, for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's part of the case. And you know, you and I were laughing about this in the in the first game and the first uh, interview that he had. I mean, everyone was so overly happy and smiling. I'm like, this is a little awkward. You know what I mean? Like it was a little bit too much, and the too much is continuing. Even though Pujols, um, he's done a he's actually done a pretty good job so far. Right, three he's, hits, four RBI so far, look, and he's been exactly what I expected him to be, which is he's fine. Right, he's hit, he hit a home run, he's had another RBI hit, he's also grounded out to left field twice, he's also hit <laughs> into that. multiple You're... double plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is this is what it is. He is a player at the end of his career. It is as good of a career as anybody could ever want. Albert Pujols is one of the greatest players of all time. Full stop. He is. Mm-hmm. But this this endless need, like to, to your point, the laughing and the, oh, hey, buddy, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> that I mean, dude, please. This reminds me of the, you know, you, go, you ever been to a dinner party, Slee, with mm-hmm. maybe a couple of other couples, and you know that Tom and Judy have been in counseling, and you know that it's not really working out all that great. And they won't and stop smiling and, and laughing they're touching like everything each other, is okay. And honey and sweetie, and can I get you another glass of wine? And Did oh, you hear so what Tom funny. said? Did, Did you hear Tom, what Tom said? Tom's a cut-up. Isn't Tom great? Oh, Judy, come on. They don't want to hear that story again. And then they get back in the car, and they hate each other's guts. Oh, Doesn't nice. that feel a lot like this? Okay, I, I don't think they hate each other's guts just yet. I don't think, I don't think we got to go that far, but I think that there's a 
there's a period for the Dodgers right now. Listen, Paul <laughs> is such a big name that I, I guarantee you, Dave Roberts, strategically, every move that he's making, he's obviously keeping that in mind. How can I keep Albert to feel engaged? How can I how can I make it seem like Pujols is not only welcome here, but we need him? That's If we're going to get a World Series, Pujols got to be a part of the mix. I, I'm going like overly exaggerating on this, but that's what he's doing. Isn't that kind of something? Managers have to do that. Coaches have to do that sometimes. He is going too far, but I think he's trying to massage something that's extremely new to the roster. Guy, but, but Dave's a made guy, too. Dave's managed in the World Series a million times. Dave's played in the World Series. He just won a World Series. He's managed big names with big egos and all these things. So what do you want him to do? To what, what, what do you want him to do? Nothing. Other than just, you know, Al, Albert's been really good. We're excited to have him here. We, we like what he's bringing to the team. And, you know, we're, we're, we're thrilled to have him here. But this, uh, you know, in the batting cage, in the clubhouse, stop. It's just, no. No. Oh, I, I, he, can't, because I can't wait. I really, I really park, want, if Dave Roberts talks before the game tonight against the Giants, I'd love for him to say, Man, I did not realize how funny Albert is. Oh, I, mean, I don't know if you guys know him. He's the funniest guy in the clubhouse. <laughs> He's a cut up. He's Jay Johnstone all over again. Here's what it is. They get back in the car, and Tom turns to Judy and goes, you know I hate all those people, right? I don't know why you make me go to that, that those parties. I, I don't like any of those. Did you hear what Dave was saying? Did you hear what Billy was saying? Those guys are idiots. Never make me go to one of those things again. And your friends are idiots, too. By the way, Judy, that story is so boring. I don't know why you tell that story every <laughs> dinner, every dinner one party. More time. <laughs> no one cares that your sister spilled the wine. Stop telling the story. Stop. By the, by the way, with all that being said, I've never kind had of a that conversation. By the way, it's kind, never kind, to me. kind of a big weekend. Am I am I making too much out of uh, Dodgers Giants? Travis, um, a good, this is kind of a good storyline. I mean. Nobody expected, obviously, the Giants. I mean, they got the best record in Major League Baseball. But this, is, this isn't – as much as we have talked about the Dodgers and the Padres and what that matchup could be, what series it could be, the reality is this. Dodgers hate the Giants. Giants hate the Dodgers. This is actually a really, really good three-game set. That they play each other seven times over the next – it might be yeah, over the days. next nine games or ten, yeah. t- ten games, something along those lines. Yeah, and, and these are two teams that are playing good baseball. Do, do you make? Do you put much stock into the next two weeks for the Dodgers? It matters a lot more for the Giants than it does for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It, to, to your point, there, there's a rivalry here. This is a real rivalry. This goes back, you know, a hundred years or whatever it is. So there's there's some blood there, but. The Giants are overperforming, right? They, they've got a bunch of old guys that are yeah. performing like they were in their prime right now. Oldest Buster roster Posey in Major Brandon League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they're good. Now, don't get me wrong. They're, they're having a good season. But, no, it matters more for them because if they can beat the Dodgers a handful of times, maybe that gives them a little bounce going into a postseason matchup potentially. But I, I think it matters a lot more for the team shooting up than the team shooting well, down. Wait, the Dodgers wait. might not be in first place, but they're the better team. I know when we come back, we can do this, but I'll actually make another case here. I think it actually is an important series for the Dodgers, and I'll I'll explain what I mean next. And good news for Kenley Jansen, too. We'll do both of those things coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. 
Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. So I'm getting a few tweets about my uh, dinner party scenario. Yeah, and yeah. How you can tell and, that and, people and, are upset or, or I, not I getting say along or a overly lot of, affectionate. A lot of analogies that you give moving forward, I want Judy to be a part of the show. Okay? Well, Judy and Tom are regulars. They're, they're friends of mine. I, I, I know them pretty well. Spent some time with them socially. Spent some time with them, you know, around the neighborhood and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm familiar with Judy. Don't, I don't want to hear other names, okay? So when you're any, – any type of analogies that you have, if Judy and Tom are not involved, I'm not interested. I promise nothing. I, may, I, I have other friends, too. We'll talk about Judy and Tom and Betty and Dave. We'll, we'll get in all of them along the way. By the way, all of my names are from the 1970s. <laughs> that, that, that all, all of the adults that I know were named in 1974 – and uh, they, there's not going to be a uh, um, uh, what's another a good Tristan one? in the in the group. There will be, there'll be no Tristans at the Travis dinner party. What's another good one from 1974? Uh, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, and uh, without, and Janet. Without, Chuck and Janet are a couple too. W- without hesitation. Yeah. All yeah. right. What are those so, tweets you got? But but no. Here, here's here's how you know that the people that are touching each other the whole time at the dinner party they secretly mm-hmm. hate each other, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not even a secret because. The people that are on opposite ends of the party, like, hey, I'll see you. you know, hey, did you have a good time at the party tonight? Yeah, it was good. Who'd you talk to? Oh, I talked to Dave and Chuck and Janet and, and all these people. Who'd you? Oh, yeah, I took out up with Bill and Gary says hello and all of these things. But when they don't do anything that they isn't together, you know that they're headed for a divorce. Yeah. I'm basically a relationship expert. Okay, so two things that I've noticed in this, uh, I started kind of getting this in the night show. We did 20, maybe 21 uh, shows together in the night show. How about that, Trev? We took 21 shows, 7 to 9, and then we're like, yeah, that's all we need. Put us in 9 to 11, all right? That's enough. Ready for the big leagues. Yeah, enough of this. That's not even AAA. That's like like right out of high school drafted. You can can be on at night. We were good. We were good. That's all we (laughs) needed, okay? This is what I learned from you on the night show. I learned that you were a food expert. What I'm also now learning is for those who have any – any relationship issues. Yep. Do not go to don't go to Yelp and go find a, a counselor or someone other Travis Call at me. Travis Rogers. Yes. Come up with a tweet. Yeah. You, you need help with food, you need help in your relationship. Travis Rogers is your man. I am got I have got you covered. So you think that this is a big deal this weekend. You think the Dodgers and the Giants mean something in the end of May that this is a meaningful series. I'll tell you why. You said that it's much more important for the Giants than it is the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They play each other. They have a three-game set. This is the next 12 games for the Dodgers, okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to play the San Francisco Giants seven times. Now, obviously not in a row, but seven times they're going to play them. Actually, seven of the next nine games. They got two against Houston. Houston's 26-18. and 18. Three versus St. Louis. They're 25-18. and 18. The top seven teams in Major League Baseball – Dodgers being one of them, uh, that's that's the next 12 games for the Dodgers. But specifically against the Giants, this is why I think it's important for uh, for the Dodgers. You said that it's critical for San Francisco because it's it's something that they have to prove, right? Like yeah, it's not sort of critical, but I, it's more important to them than it is the Dodgers. More important to them that everybody's chasing the Dodgers. What if the Dodgers win five of seven against the Giants and just kind of shut? Just shut the Giants up for a quick second, kind of sending that message of this is great, amazing what you guys have done, but let's go ahead and turn the page. Let's now get put ourselves in a position where we're not the Padres and the and the Giants are above the Dodgers in the NL West. Let's just kind of start taking over the NL West again. That's the point that I'm making about yeah. specifically versus the Giants. I, I, I can buy that, but I, I just keep coming back, and this is a little bit like what we've talked about for the Lakers for the last you know two, three, four, five months. Playoffs start, gate swings open, here comes Walker Bueller. How do you like your chances? 
Mm-hmm. Not, not, I don't, right, if you're the opposition. Okay, game two, Walker, Walker Bueller just locked you up in game one. Game two, gate swings open. Here comes Clayton Kershaw. How do you like your chances? Not great. Game three, you're down 2-0. Gate swings open. Who's coming out? Freaking Trevor, Trevor freaking Bauer. Trevor Bauer is coming out of there. It's like, what, what do I have to do? And even, let's say the Giants get stay hot, right? They beat the Dodgers all seven times. Okay, fine, cool, good. You've extended your lead. Now you got a t- ten game lead. Whatever it is, fine. Bauer, Kershaw, Bueller. You haven't, haven't said Urias yet. We haven't <laughs> right. even talked about Julio Urias yet, mm-hmm. right? So this is what I'm saying that you can talk about all these because Mookie's going to hit. Corey Seager's going to come back and hit. Cody Bellinger's going to come back and hit. Max Muncy always hits. Justin Turner always hits. This is such a good team. They, they went through a weird spot where they lost 15 to 20, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen again. Well, listen, I, I will also say this. Like, I, I get it, Trev, but I don't think you should just discredit the regular season. I'm not saying you are. I, I know what you're saying. You're, you're basically saying at the end of the day, like we've been saying about the Lakers, eh, just wait till the playoffs. Just wait till the playoffs. Just wait till the playoffs. That, that's, there's the same mantra with the Dodgers, and I get that part of it. But – Dodgers have turned things around over what they've won, eight or nine, something along those lines. Yep. They haven't played very good teams. They no. have a very – these next 12 games are against solid teams. And maybe San Francisco's – their record doesn't really represent what they are in 50 days from now. But I still think it could, you know, send a little bit of a – they go nine and three. They go eight and four on this 12-game stretch. That's that's a, that's a good momentum uh, swing through the rest of the season. I think the best news the Dodgers have gotten all season, and we saw it last night for the first time in a long time, Kenley Jansen pitched in back-to-back nights back and looked back, great in yeah. both of them. And, and not just that he did pitch in back-to-back games, but he pitched in back-to-back games and looked really good. He looked like one of those guys that we were talking about a minute ago. Gate swings open, ninth inning, you've got your down a run, and you see Kenley Jansen run in. Right now you're thinking, oh, God, really? Whereas a month ago, and certainly most of last season, gate swings open, Kenley Jansen, it's like there's a fight at the bat rack. Mm. They, they, I, I want to hit first. No, 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 <laughs> me, me, me. I want to do it. I want to do it. And now it's, uh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see what we can get going because he's not walking guys as much. His velocity has returned, which I don't know how, but it has. He went from throwing 89, 90, 91 to where he's sitting 94, 95 a lot in that ninth inning. If that piece is right for the Dodgers, you're in deep, deep trouble because How, you're not going to get to the starters. Mm-hmm. How far is Mason's chest out right now for kind of <laughs> predicting this uh, uh, over 30 days ago or so? Hey, look. By, by the right, way, it, 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 was, right. it, it was kind of funny. We, we said this, what was it, a couple of days ago? Uh-huh. And he sends us both the text and goes, say it again. Mace was right about <laughs> Kedley. <laughs> he was. No, he was right. No, absolutely. Was. You give credit where it's due. And, and it was a, I think it was an unpopular take, right? It, it was not something that most people were jumping on. It's still early, but, but yeah. obviously be, being – and that's the key, right, right, Trav? It's one thing to yeah. do things. Just like you talk about now, you're like, Alan, is this series really that big against the Giants when we're sitting in May? Right. It's kind of similar thing with Kenley. As the season progresses, is this something that you're – confidence is growing on or is he taking you back to moments where you're like I don't know if I could trust him again and it, with three outs left to go let's go back to the World Series last year with that debacle I believe it was in game four where he's getting hit around he forgets to cover uh gets to back up home plate it was just it was a disaster it was a circus that nothing was right let's remember that feeling because those are the games that mattered right sure, those are the sure. games that we're worried about not the ones on May 19th and 20th and I, I don't mean to throw cold water on it because <laughs> the diving backs right because he, he's looked great the, the mm-hmm. stuff he's putting out there will get out anybody. 
But you're talking about putting, what do we got? We got May, we got June, July, August, and September. You got four months of regular season baseball left. Okay? That's a lot of innings. That's a lot of miles. And all of a sudden, if he's got to do back-to-backs, if he's got to get a four-out save here and there, and all of a sudden you get into October, and that 94-95 is back down to 89-90-91, we're having a very different conversation. I'm optimistic. It's the first time I've been optimistic about Kenley Jansen in a really long time, but I'm optimistic in a way that you can only be on May 21st. Putting four grand on the D-backs tonight. Who's with me? (laughs) Hey, real quick, I got no an inside. That, I got an inside source. There's no chance Steph Curry loses tonight, right? Well, there is a chance. You think I do so? think there is a chance. You know, you know, this is why I'd say it. Memphis and Golden State played each other just a couple days ago, uh-huh. and I think that's a big advantage that they just faced each other. It was a good game, fourth quarter. I know. Um, I think Golden State pulled away at the end, but there are a couple minutes left, and it was virtually a tie game. I don't think this is. I expect the Warriors to win but I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park. Now, I also said that I think the Lakers were going to run all over the Golden State Warriors, and I was wrong on that one, so maybe I go two in a row. I actually think this will be an exciting game. Yeah, here's why I think that they might be able to kick it, because the exact opposite that we talked about with the Lakers mm-hmm. could happen with the Warriors, right? The whole idea of that Steph shows up and cooks the Lakers. If Steph has a night where his shot isn't falling, they, they lose game. by 15. Just one game, right? Right? Mm-hmm. He's that guy. He, I mean, they go as he goes. That's the NBA kind of in a nutshell with your star players. But when you're talking about a team at the bottom half of the draw, the way that the Warriors are right now, if he has a bad night, who knows what happens. Trav, no. I, I want to get back, and I, I th- we could do this. Uh, are we going to break right now? No, I wanted to talk to Man- Manuel because he has something. Okay, let's nice go Manuel. Get Manuel, and then we'll, we'll get into Manuel and Gardena, you're on Travis and Slee. What's going on? Fellas, what a spectacular Friday it has been. So we keep our per capita up, hot dogs and gravy out of the way. All right. Hey, uh, so as far as the Lakers go, I think they're going to run right through the Suns, man. I think, honestly, that was the tune-up they needed. Allen, we both know it was a lot about matchups that game. That's why, like, drumming didn't look that good. And you have to tip your hat to Golden State, man. They showed their champion heart. However, they played out of their minds, man. And that's not going to happen against the Lakers. What were they? Remember, Alan, you broke it down at the halftime. They were like one for a combined, like one for 24, the, the top three Lakers scores. So was, look, Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, I think were two of 24, two of 22 at some point, maybe in the first half, and then two of 24 later on. Uh, I, I will say this, Manuel. Um, it's going to help, too. You know who you're playing, seven-game set. They get to play each other, adjustments, all that stuff. So I, I, I'm i feeling better today than I was probably 24 hours ago, Manuel. Hey, what's going to help is we all seen the CP3 show once this calendar turns into the playoffs. And, again, man, I'm saying that for the Nets. I'm saying that for the Clippers. Show me. Fellas, keep it up. Great job. I, I'm penciling you guys in for a – Lee Stack and T. Raj, uh, 2024. <laughs> hey, hey, look That's from from your lips right to there. the people who makes these decisions here, Manuel. Appreciate that a great deal. All right, Slee, we've talked a bunch about the pressure on the Lakers. We talked a little bit about the pressure that maybe might fall on the Brooklyn Nets. How much pressure is on the Clippers to do something Ooh, I like that this. they've never done before? I like this. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? 
Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. I like the sound of that. Uh, let me, let me, let me give you let me give you an idea what's going to happen here. We need give a little me. time. We need about thirty days to get it. We're going to start stacking up sponsors on the show. I'm telling you, I'm telling. We just need a little bit of time. All right, we're going to get partners that will be a, a part of the whole mix here with the Travis and Sleeve show. We need about thirty days, just thirty I'm days. I'm in. You know where to find me. I'm all over that. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Now we haven't talked a lot of golf on this show, Slee, and yeah. we're not going to because mm-hmm. that's you know not a not a huge topic for the the masses. Phil Mickelson is leading the PGA Championship right now. Yeah. He's fifty years old. Yeah, I, I put, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. What's going on? I put fifteen hundred on Mickelson two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get he's never going to be Tiger Woods. He's never going to be popular like that. But that that dude's still in the mix at fifty. Nah, he's the man. Real he's, dumb. And he's you know one of those few players where somebody that's more of a casual golf fan. Yeah. If he's Lose in the mix deal. on if he's in the mix on Sunday, I, I'll watch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he is. He still is that name. Plus, he's a San Diegan like yourself, That's right. so you That's can right. get a, a little local there. All right, let me read you a, a couple of quick tweets before mm-hmm. we go and talk about the Clippers a little bit. And this is from Capitano Matt, and he says, Hey, Trav, how come you never invite Marvin and Vicky to your parties? <laughs> Those are good. Where's Vic? Where's Vic? I, I, Vic, come Vicky. over here and tell the story. Come Vicky. over here and tell the story. <laughs> Vicky. That's a good. That's a good. Perfect. For those who are just tuning in now, Trav was throwing around 1974 names like No Tomorrow, trying to make, my friends, trying to make analogies to Dave Roberts talking about Albert Pujols. That, that was your Beverly? that was your story. Well, no, the the story started with this feels like the relationship that is really not that solid. That they're trying really hard to convince everybody that it's good, and it's the team, it's the party. All like, they're overselling it. They're, they're overselling they're it way too hard. And look, yeah. if, if Beverly and Chuck want to show up later and crash the party, that's fine too. Barbara. Barbara, Bar- is she here yet? Is she Barb's here yet? perfect. <laughs> Barb might be the best one of them all. One more here. This is from uh, Jason. New name here. I love seeing new names. Thank you for sending it, uh, Jason. Can you help people with their relationship to food? That's kind of putting the two things together. Um, let, me, let me put it to you this way, Jason. I have a very unhealthy relationship with food, so I don't think I'm really the right guy for that. I can help you with your relationships. I can help you with how to eat right. Church and state. You keep them separate. You got to keep them separate. Absolutely. Clippers are good. Clippers are kind of interesting, I guess. Mm -hmm. The Clippers Mm -hmm. are underachievers, or at least have been for the last several years along the way as far as their talent level goes. But I don't know, Slee, if they fall into that same category we were talking about earlier. It's about pressure to win a championship the way that it is on the Lakers, the way that it is on the Brooklyn Nets. Do the Clippers fall into that category of, hey, if you don't win an NBA championship or at least get to the finals, your season is a failure? So Clippers, it's different. I'll tell you why it's different. First of all, they should have – the only expectation for the Clippers should be that you do win a championship or it's a bust. Like The roster that they have, the resources that Steve Ballmer has given the Los Angeles Clippers 
um, if it was any other franchise that w- that had that team, that had that front office, that had the coaching staff, you would say, okay, yeah, I mean, this is uh, they're definitely in the mix here to, to uh, compete for an NBA championship. But, Trav, it's so different because of their history. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'll ask you this question. Let's say the Clippers got to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Let's say it got to the NBA Finals. Played Brooklyn, lost in six games. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving hoist up the trophy, and, and that's it. You know, they're the favorites right now to win the whole thing. Would you think that was a unsuccessful season for the Clippers, or would you think it was a success? It's a really good question. I, I think that's a, that scenario that you just laid out, I think, would qualify as a success for the Clippers. I agree. Because they went further than they've never gone, or that, that they've ever gone before. Um, if, your, if history, that, if, your history means something, and, and I know it shouldn't because we're just in the present moment, but I kind of feel like for the Clippers it does. It, it matters for them arguably more than anyone else, mm-hmm. especially for, because there, there's almost two categories here, right? There are how many teams in the NBA – do you think start every season with a, if we don't win a championship, we don't really care? I think there's two. I think it's the Lakers and the Celtics. I think those are the – because they're not hanging division championships. They're not hanging Western Conference, Eastern Wait, Conference. Wait, say, th- say that again. You're, you're saying the, that – say, say the, it again. The beginning of the season, you, mm-hmm. you bring everybody together for training camp, and you say our goal for this season is to win the championship, and if we don't, we failed. Mm-hmm. Because, look, let's be honest. The Phoenix Suns could lose th- four games in a row to the Lakers. Phoenix Suns are walking out of that building with their chest out like, we had a damn good year. The threshold for their good season is different. Then there's the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are not thinking that we make the playoffs is good enough. They need to go make some noise. San Antonio. And then there's, you think San Antonio at this point is championship or bust? Have they, have they cracked that nut? So I'll, I'll use Boston as an example. Boston hasn't done enough as of late to say that, okay, it's championship or nothing. Mm-hmm. And San Antonio hasn't done enough as of late. But there are certain franchises that have you, you've associated success with that franchise. And, and San Antonio, I think, is one of those franchises. As of late, no, you don't say it anymore. Um, maybe you can't make that argument for the Spurs anymore. The more I say that out loud, but I don't know if you could say that for Boston at the moment either, because I don't think the expectations are there for a but championship. I, I agree. I'm not saying that Boston has a championship caliber team. That's not my point. That put it to you this way: Let's rewind the tape three mm-hmm. years, okay? Mm-hmm. When it was Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle and those guys were here. Good point. Okay, yep. that I get it. That they, they it was a build. Nobody expected them to win a championship, but you expected them to get together to become a championship caliber team. It wasn't. Hey, once we get in the playoffs, all is right with the world. Had that group of guys gotten into the playoffs, it would have been. Yeah, that's cool and all, but that's not what we're about. We're not about losing in the first round to the San Antonio Spurs. We're about winning championships. So get your blank together and go do it. I think that only the Celtics and the Lakers fall into that. And I don't think that the Clippers – that's why I think that the question at the beginning of all this, mm-hmm. the Clippers don't have – if the Clippers get to the conference finals, I think they look at it as a success. I really if they do. Lost, if they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, that would be a success. I, I don't think that one would be a success. For the because- organization, I think – look. If we're talking about we've gone further than we ever have before, mm-hmm. it's really hard to look at that as, you know what, you guys stink. You guys I, had a bad year. I think they can only get to the finals and lose to still consider it a successful season. I think if they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and that team is specifically built, like you were bringing up this point a couple days ago, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard said, no, we're not going to the Lakers. Ty Lue is now the coach there. 
Um, they have every resource they can possibly have to get at least to the NBA Finals. I, I don't I don't know if I would agree with that. Did you hear, by the way, did you hear Danny Green with Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, and, and, and Travis? And I don't know if people are aware of this, but Thank Keyshawn, you. J. Will Zubin, and Travis. Take a listen to Danny Green because he's talking specifically about the Lakers and the Clippers. Of course, man, they have the talent. They always have, uh, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you have the pieces you need. And they surround themselves with some pretty good guys as well. But, you know, Dennis Schroeder, Mancho Terrell, Andre Drummond. Um, so those guys are really good pieces to have. KCB's having an unbelievable year. Alex Crusoe's playing well. Um, I, I just see that they're they're still trying to find that rhythm. Obviously, it's a bad part of the season to find that rhythm. They've had some unfortunate injuries and issues uh, when it comes to safety protocols and guys being hurt at the end of the season. Um, and I've seen, you know, certain matches they have. But uh, once they build momentum, they could easily build momentum in that first round, you know, playing against Phoenix. And by the time they get to that second or third round, um, I said if I was the Clippers, I would want to face them earlier while they're not in rhythm and, and I would say not out of shape. But, you know, it's taking a lot of guys to get their legs under them uh, right now because they're coming back from injury. Uh, so, I said, those teams that are facing the early rounds might have a shot, chance of sneaking. But once they gain momentum, it's going to be a lot tougher challenge to beat them if they make it to that, you know, Western Conference final. Trav, that, that really, you know, kind of plays along a point that you had. And the Clippers may be regretting not facing the Lakers earlier than later, right? Yeah. That, that could happen. I, I've been saying this for two months. I think it's actually you, been a year and a half. Yeah, if, if you want the Lakers, man, you better get them first, right? They, they, this was – it's not complicated. They, you, you saw them against Golden State. They did not look like a team that was firing on all cylinders. They looked mm-hmm. like a team that needed a desperation basket from their best player to win a game. The Lakers could easily be playing the other game tonight, easily. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to play them now, if they go through the Suns in four or five, like in not unprecedented, that's a different now you story. Got some, now, that, now, now, now the West looks completely full. different, yeah. and the draw they get is really, really good as well. The greatest TV shows, sitcoms ever made. Your top three, Slee. Get them together. That's coming yeah, that's up right. next. Rolling Stones Slee, list, seven ten ESPN. How many hot dogs will Travis take down this weekend? We'll tell you Monday. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm kind of so That's here. Hilarious. I'm, you, I'm thinking it'll be at least three. At least and three. And here's why: mm-hmm. because playing a little golf this weekend, there's there's a better than average chance I'm going to have a hot dog at the turn. That's just kind of standard operating procedure. So let's is just it, say that is, that's is, two. Is that really standard operating procedure? What else are you going to do? People have like a, a, a banana or dog. some almonds, and this guy Stop. is like, let me take down banana. three hot dogs at hole number six. Yeah, do they grab have like a hot dr- dog man at hole number six or driver. something? Guys, you're, okay. Let me, back, back up. Hold on. If you only look at his hold, face right now, hold, if you could only on. see Travis disappointment. Guys, let, let me introduce you to both of you to something that you clearly have been missing your entire lives. Mm-hmm. You will never find a better hot dog than you will find at a golf course. They are the... This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Picasso of making Come hot dogs. Come on now. Come on the now. The golf course hot dog is almost always a great dog. Here's what they do. 
Okay. They usually it's usually a very good dog, right? Nice mm-hmm. and thick and ready. They split it down the middle and they turn it inside out and they put it down on that flat oh, top yeah, grill. No, that, and they put that's, that okay. Weight. Never mind. That's real. That deal. sounds good. No, that's yeah. real deal right there. That. <laughs> right, and then it gets that crust on it, that nice mm-hmm. little snappy crust. Mm-hmm. And then the bun is usually good, nice and steamed bun. They usually have plenty of condiments for you. And when you make your turn at the halfway house, they have golf course hot dogs there. Do yourself there. If there's no other reason to play golf, go play golf so you can have the golf course hot dog. It's phenomenal. I can't believe you guys didn't know this. Funch, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, man, I, 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 I need to, to go golfing. Apparently, no, jeez. I, I feel like, like I feel like this is the first day of school, and the teachers looking at me like I've been doing this for forty years. I've been forty <laughs> years I've been doing this. Yeah, you, you, that's that's good. Or you know, I don't even know if I'm the teacher. I'm the senior. And you guys are a freshman. It just came from junior high, and you're there ordering your fruit punch. And I'm like, no, no, no. Hundred percent. You're you, wearing you, your. You are hosts and we are the young Dodgers, and you're teaching <laughs> exactly. us how to hit. No, you come out to the parking lot. You come out to the parking lot between periods. We're gonna grab a smoke, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you where all the uh, where all the right hot dogs are. Hundred <laughs> percent. The senior is wearing the Letterman's jacket. You're <laughs> yeah. you're rocking that jacket. Yeah, I've been here four years. How long you been here? <laughs> all right, Rolling Stone put together a list of the top 100 sitcoms of all time. And so I'm going to make my portion of this very quick because okay. I want to get your thoughts on this. This is not easy, by the way. Not it, easy at not, all. It's not, but I'll, I will say this. I think usually when these lists come up, they're, they're designed to induce outrage and say, oh, no, this is wrong. Sure. I think they got it exactly right. Their top three mm-hmm. are The Simpsons, Cheers, and Seinfeld. Those are their one, two, and three I wouldn't change a thing. Who are you really? kicking out? So wait, that's no. your top three? That That is my t- not only my top three, in that order. Okay, so I, I will give my top three. Um, this is not easy, bro. Seinfeld, I started watching after it was already done. It's on every mm-hmm. channel 48 times a day, right? So <laughs> it's, you, you, it's, our ver- it's our generation's I Love Lucy. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. I Love Lucy's. A fantastic one. That's a I think a lot of people would lie, have that. But go ahead. No, I, I love Lucy. It was good. Um, okay, so Seinfeld. Uh, it, this is tough. Office for me is in my top three. Great choice. Okay, Office uh, is is one of mine. This one's gonna throw you off a little bit, and I don't know if you ever watched this, but it's very kind of quietly a fantastic show, and probably not for children out there. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Very funny. Is very a funny. Really freaking good sitcom and i think they're still going i want to say they're still they going. are and kind of the storyline of how that thing got started how the pilot started I mean, it's a it's a really it, it's a it, it's it's a great one then it's tough on the third one because third one i got a lot that can go into the mix but I, you and i have talked about it before and i, I know funches you and i have as well fresh prince of Air is a, in my top three really as well. that high yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. growing up, that was my that was uh, definitely one of my show. And it's I hate not... leaving. I hate leaving married with children off. Married with children is a good choice because that was kind of game changer. That changed the way that the whole thing was done. So that'd be a good choice too. Here's the only reason that I don't have the office in the top three. It might be number four for me. The non-Steve Carell seasons aren't great. They're they're not terrible, but they're not anywhere near as good. No, there's no as reason the Steve to watch Carell it. Season. Yeah, there's there's no reason to watch it. Well, you no, know, there is. There's Jenna Fisher. There's there's more than enough reason to watch it. Jenna Jenna Fisher is going to make you watch that no matter what. Very talented, mm. and lovely actress. You're not Huge watching fan. the full episode. No, I, I mean we may watch it on DVR and fast forward through some parts. You're picking but, and choosing which uh, which scenes to watch. Yeah, no, the, the Jen, Jenna Fisher is more than enough reason. But those seasons are very good. And Sunny, it, I'm with you, Slee. It's really funny. It's clever. Mm-hmm. It's new. The pro- it just doesn't have that cultural impact the way that Fresh Prince no, and, no, and Married with Children and all. It's, right. kind of, it's kind of niche. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of hipster, if you will. Very you know niche. I mean? By the way, you got, very you niche. You got to know to know. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys watch so Curb? Okay. I'm going to be super unpopular here. Yeah, yes. And I like it, but I'm not one of these crazy devotees to Curb the way that other people are. I, I, I It's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Larry David's deal is really funny, but I've, I feel like I've got it. I think we got a, like a Larry Davis in all of us. Curb, Curb is great. I just haven't given it enough. Like I, I haven't went out of my way to make sure I watched every single episode. Leon might be one of the greatest characters in, you know, just his character and kind of the story of, uh, of, of or his uh, relationship with Larry is just amazing. But I haven't given it. I haven't gone through and watched every episode, every season. You got to so. watch it. Everything. Oh my goodness! It's, it's, I think it's the, I think it's number one to me. You think it's one Funch Curb? Uh, to me, I mean, in the Mike on the Funchess list, he it's number one. And I hate to say Seinfeld's number two because I think they're sort of like the same thing, right? Well, so Larry David is George, right? They base yeah, George's yeah, yeah. character on Larry David, and Larry David is a better George than George You're because right. the other George <laughs> is a little manic and, and, and crazy and all those things. Yeah. But yeah, it. it, it but he's kind of talking me too. into it. You're talking me into it. No, I mean, nobody I, wants to kick the Simpsons. I out. literally thought that was the greatest show ever, Curb, when he, you know, hired a prostitute to go in a carpool, to to carpool lane, lane. <laughs> to make it to the Dodger game on time. Because I think we've all had that, you know, that experience where we got to make the Dodger game on time, and we want to use the carpool lane. I thought you were going to say we all have had that experience where we thought, hey, maybe I should put a prostitute in the passenger seat so I could go down the carpool <laughs> right. lane. I'm like, punch. No, we have not all had no. that. No. You know, there's there's something to be said that whatever the amount of that ticket is for driving in the carpool lane, they, they must have gotten it exactly right because very few people do it, right? If it was a little bit more expensive or a little bit less expensive, I think you'd see nothing but single drivers in there. I could, I'll take I, my chances. I could be wrong, but I swear Marcellus would tell a story on air where he would talk about go, driving in the carpool lane, yes. and he's like, it was worth the risk-reward. Yeah, he does yeah. that all the time. Yeah. Marcellus played in the NFL. Yeah, and has, he has Mar- Marcellus yeah, has resources that the rest <laughs> yeah. of us don't have. Yeah, he's right? Mar- Marcellus has the ability to, to do that. Um, I, I, I need to think about whether or not I want to tell this other. Somebody else that all of us would know, every listener would know, has told me that they drive in the carpool, too. I don't know if I want to out them. I'll think about that. And when we come back. Thank you, Chris. All right, Slee. Thank you. Thank I'm going to just jump right Appreciate into it, this man. one. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this is a public service announcement to everybody getting ready to start their Friday. You ready? Yep. This is according to a study from the University of Oxford that says consuming any amount of alcohol will mm-hmm. cause brain damage. Any amount. Because there's been a theory that moderate drinking is, you know, it's yeah. not good for you, but not necessarily terribly unhealthy. That a drink or two a day is probably not a big deal. You want to avoid binge drinking. But now we find out that any amount of alcohol can cause brain damage. So are you quitting drinking? Um, I could see you, first of all, in La Quinta this weekend. <laughs> okay, Somebody holding you upside down with a keg. And you just counting down to twenty. <laughs> I'm not twenty three years old anymore. I'm not doing keg stands. Uh, you said what, you're the, the youngest one in Lakita. I think well, you're gonna try to Laquita, bring this vibe, this vibe there. My dad would be the youngest person in Lakita. Okay, so that 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 doesn't really that's not a high bar to clear. Nobody's but, stopping drinking. I'm not doing uh, the keg stand, but what I might do is I might be sitting there with a bottle of wine at the end of the night, you know, just Nothing enjoying wrong with a that. little bit, and just you know, I, I I'm I'm willing to have a little bit of brain damage to go enjoy myself. I think there's the uh, listen, go. there's certain things you got to sacrifice in life. If we got to sacrifice a little bit, a couple brain cells up there to uh, enjoy a nice bourbon or a glass of wine, then we we got to do it. Sacrifices right. we have to make in life. Let's move on to this one. 
my favorite soccer player of all time, yep. Messi, yeah. may have played his final game for Barca. He mm-hmm. uh, he sat out, and they're playing a game against a team that's already been relegated, and his contract has not been renewed. So there is a chance that Messi may have played his final game for Barca. No, I don't want to go to Barca. Oh. I want to go somewhere Trav, else. I, I want to go play for Juventus. I want to go play for Man United. Ah. Mm-hmm. We, that's Messi on the air. For those who don't know, Messi has joined our broadcast this morning. Um, Trev, I, I'd love for you to – Funches, maybe you can Mom, do a little research Mom, on this. this man is talking on the radio. I want to talk about Barca and, and, and other soccer teams, Real Madrid. Mom, Funches, can you can we get find ice cream? the size of the actual game jersey that Messi wears? Okay? Extra small. Just find the exact size. I'll buy it. Trav, you just got to wear it. Let's just kind of see when you do the voice, you're wearing an actual messy jersey as well. Well, if I had that jersey on, I wouldn't have to try to do it. I would be doing you it. You also got to give him like a wig, too, to like a long hair wig or something. Why, why would you say that about Travis's hair? Travis, you got good hair, bro. Got <laughs> good hair. You need messy hair, cream? though. You need messy hair. I want to get ice cream after there the we game. Go. We'll see, messy. This poor guy. Just, just messy. Popular. Down. Sports athlete in the world has that voice. That's what Travis given him. All right, next one. Um, Alex Rodriguez is very upset that J-Lo has run back to Ben Affleck after their relationship has fallen apart. Reports are that he is extremely distraught about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck getting back together. That's got to sting a little bit, right? They were together for a long time, and the second it ends, she jumps a plane to go see uh, Ben Affleck again? Yeah, it's probably not a good feeling. Probably not a good feeling. Did I see something, too? Did you say uh, I thought I thought Funches sent us something? Does, does he? Does the guy have a new makeup line coming out or something like that? <laughs> Am I right on this? See, we got to do these in order. See, okay. he can use his new makeup line mm-hmm. to conceal his grief because he's very very sad. Therefore, he now has uh, Alex Rodriguez launches a makeup line for men. That, according to uh, the New York Post, um, well, maybe he just wants to out? get the bags under his eyes. You know, just get those out like, the way for his okay, next woman. Me- Let's just put it this way. By the way, if I bought, I there bought was the makeup. A man, it comes in on Tuesday. If there was a man that was going to sell you makeup, Alex Rodriguez is the perfect no, choice. He's very, guy. He, yeah, that's he's very handsome. Hundred percent. He's always he's always put together. He mm-hmm. always looks great, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's the guy that would might you know touch up a little rouge or a little a little lip gloss before going out and calling a baseball game. He just seems like he's very into that sort of thing. Spent three hundred dollars this morning on Amazon. I have. Uh, Kind of like their their initial package coming in on Tuesday, and then I'm on a monthly plan after that. Of, <laughs> Fifteen dollars a month of a rod <laughs> so, makeup wear. Okay, this is this is what has to happen. You're going out to your four thirty lunch, yeah. slash dinner, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like, uh, you're calling that thing, yeah. um, and you have to choose a, an item from the Alex Rodriguez makeup line. Okay. You can wear the rouge. You can wear the lip gloss. Or the eyeliner. What are you choosing? Guy liner. Guy liner. Yeah, I'm going. The eyeliner is a good one. I'll go eyeliner. Can you? I think I'm going to highlight my cheekbones. I just think I'd like to bring out a little bit of the apple in my cheek. Let me tell you something. If I was going to take my girl to lunch and I had lip gloss on, I will not have. She would not be with me by the time we got out. She'd be like, "It's this. Just didn't work out. It just didn't work out." This day in history, 1996, May 21, 1996, the series finale of Miami Vice. Did you ever have a linen suit, Slee? Uh, wearing a suit right now, actually. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, same suit that I'll be wearing next week at the Lakers game. 
uh, I wear during our radio shows at home. <laughs> I imagine Travis had a white suit back in the 80s. I, well, a little bit before. I, I never understood. Now, you guys have seen me. I'm not a huge like fashion guy necessarily, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of a suit is to look nice, right? Just to look kind of you know professional and slick and clean. Pushing up the sleeves on my suit kind of defeats the purpose, no? Why do I want to wear a, a lightweight suit Miami. with my sleeves pushed up? Miami. Right, yeah, those, those are, white suit with a those pink are the T-shirt that are okay under. In Love Miami. it. You should take. Yeah. you should wear a suit in La Quinta this weekend. <laughs> well, they they have those down there, but they're called <laughs> leisure suits. In, in, instead of them being linen suits, they're leisure suits, and there are plenty of them. Today is National Pizza Party Day, Slee. Mm. What do you think? I you wish in? we uh, had an opportunity to all get together and have pizza. That's what <laughs> I wouldn't think. Been, wouldn't have been half bad. All right, a week in the first books, week Lee. in the books. Good work. It was Trav. good. Where good can work, people Trav. go get the podcast? What's that? Where can people get the podcast? ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search, search Travis and Sliwa. Catch all two hours any uh, any day this week. We're back on Monday. All right. We're going to know if the Lakers are 1-0 and 0-1. We'll see everybody 8.55 on Monday.